Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Loud and Uninformed podcast, a podcast where we're going to talk everything sports. We are excited to get this first episode started. I am your host today, Sean Foley. I am joined by the man who always has something interesting to say, George Brandt, who may go by Jeeb. We're still figuring that out. And of course, the man that finishes off our triumphant here, Skylar Mall Brown. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Good, good. Um, so just to start, this podcast kind of was born out of the idea of three guys that maybe talk too much in our friends' group chats about sports, and we were like, why don't we just come together and uh, make a podcast and bring it onto our own platform? So we're excited about this and uh, hoping that any listeners, if we ever get any, <laughs> enjoy it too. So it should be a good time. Um just to start it off, I think it's only fair to the listeners to, to give what sports teams we all support uh, so they can get an insight into maybe where some of our takes come from in the future. Um, so just to start it off, I'm a diehard Philly sports fan. Always have been. Eagles, Phillies, uh, Sixers. Won't lie, I'm not huge in the NHL, but I do support the Flyers if they're, if they're winning some games. But it's probably my least attentive sport. Um, over in Europe... I follow Chelsea Football Club, um, and, and college-wise, Matai's, of course, like the two other guys on this podcast, Richmond Spiders, so they're my basketball team, uh, and Notre Dame football would be my college football team. Uh, I don't know how much I'll- soccer talk we're really going to have on this podcast, but I'm glad that you, uh, that you threw that one in there. Well, you know, well, with the World, World Cup's coming up. up. That's true. That you know, is true. That's, a good, that's it, a good point. It might that's be a good point. fair. Um but yeah, no. At the end of the day, I, I don't know the day to day on Chelsea football. I can't I can't claim to be Eric Neblin, but uh, um, but I'll <laughs> shout pass. It's a shout out for the deep cut listeners. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'll pass it on over to to Jeeb now. If you want to go to run through of your teams. Uh, All right. Yeah, I'm Jeeb. I'm from Tennessee, uh, Chattanooga. So that's close to Atlanta. I'm a Atlanta Braves fan. I'm a Tennessee Titans fan. I like the Preds, like Sean. Not huge into hockey, but they're fun to go to. So they're good. I'll watch them in the playoffs. Uh, And I'm a Virginia Tech Hokies fan uh, for football, uh, unfortunately, right now. Um, But, uh, yeah, Richmond basketball, of course. And that pretty much, you know everything about me. (laughs) That's good, Jeep. Great. And yeah, it sounds like, I mean, because I don't care about hockey either. So it sounds like we're really zeroing yeah. in. <laughs> um, so I think for the two important ones for football and basketball, it's it's the New England Patriots and the New York Knicks, um, kind of opposite ends of the success spectrum over the last, our lifetimes. Um, but yeah, and then for hockey, I mean, you know, it could be anybody. Went to my first NHL game last week. It was a Caps game, so. I guess they're probably oh, yeah. going to have to get the nod. Baseball, you know, eh. maybe the, I don't know, maybe the Nats. <laughs> the Nats. You got to pick up some team for me. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta, I mean, all the games, I mean, all the games are so fun to go to. Baseball is the best spectator sport there is, but. Right, right. Tough, tough to follow a hundred and whatever games. I feel like baseball is the easiest one when you move to a city you didn't grow up in. Yeah. To just be like, Yeah. I'll Last watch that team. Hope they do well. Dogs. Right, right. You know, 
I can't I can't move to another city and move for another NFL team. That just doesn't work for me. No, but. no, no. <laughs> yeah. hundred bucks. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um. All right. So now the people all know, you know, a little bit of maybe where some of our takes or our fandom kind of originates. It seems like we all kind of like a little bit of punishment in our sports fandoms. I would say, except for Skyler with the Patriots. But I mean, that's that's the only success story that really came up there. He's got the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, kind of himself. Yeah, and I guess Virginia Tech Hokies. I, were they good? I guess Vic was there when when you were alive, but you you had to be pretty young. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't really conscious in two thousand one of football, but um, they had some good seasons. Uh, yeah, no, no, they haven't really been good since. Been <laughs> but what was the what was the Michael Vic Madden? Was that oh? That was oh four. Yeah, because yeah. McNabb was 05, I think, on the cover. Yeah. Or just whichever one where he was like the the one of the best. Yeah. It was, was his cover athlete. It was 04. I think he was the cover in 2007, but 04 was with Ray Lewis. I think he was on the cover. But no, 2007 was, just... was Sean Alexander. Oh. Seahawks. Definitely. Got me that, doing... was the be- that was the beginning of the like really bad Madden curse when then it was like Vince Young. In a way, yeah. Alexander's career like tailed off. I think he was like a. I want to. Somebody's got to fact check me, but I want to say he was close to two thousand yards the year before he got. I think. I think a lot of this this podcast should be us just throwing out loud and uninformed. Just guessing. Okay, Vic was (laughs) oh four. McNabb was oh no. Ray Lewis was oh five, and McNabb was oh six. Okay, that I guess that makes sense. I thought they would have given it to McNabb the year after they made the Super Bowl, but maybe I don't uh, know. You know, he was on the cover of one of the 2K ones, too, I think. So was T.O. T.O. was on was the cover. T.O.? As yeah. an eagle. Uh, yeah, we really, we got to get out of the 20 years ago category. Who's going to become incredibly uninformed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a little more recent. So big things happened this weekend in college football. Um, big implications implications for the college football playoff. And something I'm most excited about is we're starting to see some new players. You still have the old players, don't get me wrong. But I got to say I was happy to see Alabama get their second loss and potentially be out of the college football playoff. Um, I don't know what your guys' thoughts on the games. You know, the other big games with Georgia-Tennessee, Notre Dame-Clemson. Um, what were your guys' thoughts on the weekend? Well... I didn't watch much of Notre Dame Clemson. That's probably the only big one that I didn't watch, but I was stunned by the scoreline. I did not expect that. I didn't know Notre Dame could score 35 points in a game, much less against Clemson's defense. And I looked, what's the quarterback's name? Uh, Drew Pine. Drew Pine had a very unimpressive stat line. And the DJU. Audience. <laughs> DJ, you seem to play all right. I know he threw a pick, but it, he threw like 180 yards uh, and a touchdown. And I don't know. But, yeah, so, I think there was a very real time where, like a year ago, I thought DJ was going to be shoe in number one pick the second that he was available. And it's crazy so, that he has not panned out even close. Yeah, everybody did. He played that one game in 20. Yeah, the one game where he replaced Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah and he played really well. Play, play but also, it was an overtime game. Um, Two freshmen. Full disclosure, 
I was watching the Phillies World Series game in a bar with my brother, and we had the Notre Dame football game up on my phone. So I didn't get to hear what the announcers were saying. But every right. time I would glance down at it, it was like Notre Dame pump block, Notre Dame interception, which is the only way Notre Dame scoring that many points and winning that game. Yeah. Like, Notre Dame's been terrible this year. Losses to Marshall, uh, lost to Stanford at home, which is just awful. But it's new coach. You know, Marcus Freeman seems like a cool guy. Players love him. But I this was completely shocked me. And the truth was, I think it just exposed that Clemson was a major fraud and they had no reason to truly be in the college football playoff rankings last week. And I don't think that that was uh, – I, I don't think that uh... – that a lot of people were looking at Clemson and going like this, this is going to be one of the teams that's cause I mean, they're always sticking around and everything, but just being in the ACC, you play such a cupcake schedule in general yeah. that, but they were going to walk in. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying yeah. and it, maybe they were going to yeah. up next week, you know, but if yeah. they, they, if they go undefeated as a power five school, I mean, it's well, kind of like, what TCU. I didn't, I, I, I felt like one of these had to be coming. Like, yeah, I don't know. It just felt like, since Venables left, the defense looks significantly worse. They just they're not the same team that they have been during that entire stretch. So it's definitely like still the best team in the ACC. But I think it was getting to the point where it's, you know, I don't know that a one loss, maybe even a or two loss, maybe even a one loss Clemson is gonna make it in with who they're playing, especially with the SEC just pounding on each other. Yeah. And we'll get to the rest of the picture, but I, I agree with you. One loss Clemson doesn't have a shot. Especially, no, they're not especially there. with Notre Dame not being that quality of a loss. Yeah, <laughs> this year, like it really. Uh, is. You have, you have one Notre loss Dame's... Tennessee. You have undefeated Georgia. You have undefeated Ohio State. You have undefeated TCU. And Michigan, Michigan's right there with Ohio State and Oregon. Yeah. I lost Oregon to Georgia. Oregon apparently. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's talk about the Tennessee. Let's talk about Tennessee Georgia. What all right, you? Tennessee Georgia. This was – I was expecting a better game. I really thought Tennessee was going to be able to score some points. And they didn't. And it's tough to go into Athens uh, in a little bit of weather in the second half of the game, which Tennessee relies pretty heavily on the pass. I mean, it's kind of a – they have a, a run-pass combo attack. But if one of those isn't working, they're not going to be able to do what they do. And I really expected them to be able to – carve up Georgia's defense a little bit, and I guess I look pretty stupid with that opinion now. <laughs> I don't think but, uh, No, I, I was also impressed with Georgia's offense. That I, I expected them to come and just run the ball kind of through Tennessee. Tennessee doesn't have a great run defense, and they threw it. Stetson Bennett, uh, Brock Bowers is a beast. Um, they, they played like Tennessee, like everybody thought Tennessee's offense was, through a deep – Outside the hashes. <laughs> yeah, they did everything. Did y'all hear about uh, some Tennessee fans got Stetson Bennett's number uh, and started calling him in the middle of the night, and then he ran in for that first touchdown did the phone ring with the fans. <laughs> I thought that was a funny story. That is funny. I was thinking about that. I'm like, it had to be some like girl on campus, right? Oh, there's no I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. I mean, it's just you know somebody who goes to Georgia, it's like, hey, yeah, yeah, people know people in high school with the guy or something, you know. I'm sure it's you track yeah. Yeah. I would yeah, yeah, you're probably right. You probably (laughs) what's the deal with Hooker from and like a prospect standpoint? Because I know that he's what is he Uh, don't get me started. I, I go. I'm getting you started, Jeeve. 
He, uh, so Virginia Tech recruited him, obviously. Comes sure. to Virginia Tech. And our quarterback wizard of a coach at the time, Justin Fuente, decided to go with Braxton Burmeister over Hendon Hooker for some reason that I can't comprehend. Um, Hendon started, I think, one season for us, like, I guess it was 2020. And he started, I think, six games and played really well. And I don't really fully understand the decision process. Naming well, Braxton Burmeister. Yeah. But is now he, he transferred getting, to Tennessee and Eiffel's offense, and he is cooking. Is he getting mocked? Oh, uh, no. I don't – I think he's going to be, like, a there. third rounder. I don't think he's up there with, like, Bryce Young or Stroud or Will yeah. Levis for whatever reason. Yeah, I love Will <laughs> Levis. Um, but I think the funniest thing is the best quarterback in college football is ineligible, and that's Drake May at North Carolina. Yeah. Like, he's the yeah. one that everybody wants. <laughs> Um, I think I think Bryce Young is the one is the one guy from this year that you can count on being good. And I I for a long time thought C.J. Stroud was in there too, but he has not looked very good this year. I think C.J. Stroud just has so many weapons. I don't really know. Like yeah, his guys are just five feet open every time he throws the ball. It's yeah, not hard. Your, your third receiver's name is Marvin Harrison, Harrison Jr. Jr. <laughs> 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 um. Nah, maybe maybe we'll have a Ohio State correspondent Luke Mack on before the Michigan Ohio State game later this year, which will have huge playoff implications. Hey, hopefully, I'll be there. Um, right, right, yeah, yeah. I was there for Notre Dame Ohio State earlier this year. Awesome atmosphere, so I'm sure it'll only be double for yeah. Michigan. Um, but yeah, I, I think I mean this past week was weird because it was like 35 mile per hour winds coming off of Lake Michigan playing at Northwestern, so they couldn't throw the ball at all. That's true. Um, but I got I kind of agree with you guys. I'm like. And also Ohio State quarterbacks. They don't don't pan out out in the NFL. I mean, we can is this is this the segue into Justin Fields? Sure. I'd love to talk about Justin Fields. That's gotta be on the docket somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. We can jump in. It looks like he could be out of the NFL by the end of the year two years two two weeks ago. And now now we're looking at a guy who's finally living up to his how good he is on my Madden Ultimate team. Well, <laughs> well, it's so true. I picked him up. Uh, so for the listeners, me and Skyler are part of a 16-man fantasy league with three bench spots. And these are the most brutal weeks of the year because you have like four guys on by. You don't want to drop certain people. And I came up with my quarterback on by. And so it's so slim pick, and I took up fields. And he got drops 45 points in fantasy. Pretty solid week. choice. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, I think they just – I sometimes, you know, I, I, I kind of believe this in the NFL. Um, a lot of time in situations with quarterbacks, is the team trying to force them to be something that they want their offense to look like, or are they looking at their quarterback and saying, he can do this? Because I think a good example of that is the Eagles, where they looked yeah. at Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Hurts can run these run-pass options. He's a good runner. His long ball definitely improved this season but he's not the most accurate long ball thrower. So they weren't forcing him to throw bombs and they just made an offense around him. And I think the last couple of weeks they looked at fields and they're like, the dude can run. <laughs> I'm a big believer in you should be designing your offense around the quarterback you have. I think the like, like what the Eagles have done, what the Ravens do, like 
if you put Lamar Jackson in a pocket, like a true pro-style offense, he's not going to do well. And I think that's what the Bears are doing with Justin Fields. And I didn't watch much of the last game, but apparently he's getting out of the pocket and doing his thing with his legs. The, uh, the number that I saw was that two weeks ago, he had 11 designed quarterback runs, and he'd never had more than five in a game before that week. So it was literally like switching the flip, flipping the switch, switching the flip. Switching the flip. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally flipping the switch and just saying, like, we're going to use Justin Fields. Like, to Sean's point, they use Hurts on the Eagles, which works so well, because I think something that you alluded to is he's not the best deep ball thrower. But he hits those because you have to leave guys in single coverage because you have to put seven people in the box because you have to worry about, you know, even if you're empty, you still have a 230-pound running back that's back there. He just also happens to be throwing the ball for you. So, I mean, it just changes the – it's like it's like what Stephen Curry does for basketball. It just changes the the numbers in a way that, that looks great. No, I think absolutely right. Um, there's so many examples like the Bills with Josh Allen. They had yeah. this come in that everybody was a big question mark out of college. Like, what the heck can this guy do? And they're like, he's a bowling ball. Yeah, just <laughs> let him go straight down let the field. Bowl. And he's got a lightning arm. <laughs> Let's just figure some things out that work for him. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame because I heard he might be, he might be out a couple weeks. Really? Uh, I don't think he's out. That's there's no problem. word, but they're saying that he's – is it shoulder? I just saw it. It's his, he sprained his elbow. Apparently he got strip sacked and sprained his elbow. But and you're going to be in a, a weird place in that building of just, you know, I think everybody has picked you to win the Super Bowl. and Because it, it's got to be tough when your quarterback's kind of hurt week, what, nine? And, yeah. and, and, you know, realistically you're playing for January. You're playing for February. But you know yeah. you don't you don't want to get out of rhythm. Just lost to the Jets. I mean stuff like that's so tough. You don't have faith in Case Keenum. I have all the faith in the world in Case Keenum. <laughs> <laughs> he's their backup, right? Yeah, I saw him do something during training camp where he stood with the fans, like you know how the fans come to some training camp practice. I saw that. He's wear like a sun hat, like not even much of a disguise. <laughs> And he was like Apparently. asking for autographs from players, and like half of them didn't recognize him. Yeah, it was <laughs> That's just... funny. <laughs> Being a backup quarterback, best job in in America, backup quarterback. Oh yeah, <laughs> of a winning team, I should say, of a winning team. <laughs> Speaking of backup quarterbacks, I'm watching the 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 Monday night game for you listeners, who I'm sure will be listening far in the future, depending <laughs> on how quick our editing turnaround time is. Uh, We're um, dating ourselves with the Week Nine reference. I don't know. Yeah, very much so. This this is not going to play well for our audience in a few weeks. Um, what happened with Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston? He just lost the spot. No, I think his back's fucked up. Right? He's he's he is actively injured. I believe so. But Jameis is he's wearing full pads for like the second straight week, right? Like he was he was padded up last week as well. I thought that I'd he it does kind of like he's fine, but he's not playing in almost like a Matt Ryan esque like you've been benched. But I don't uh, know. Maybe I mean it's not like he was lighting it up as it was. He's also been known to wear full pads when he's not playing. Um, he has been. So. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's just like I because they can't be tanking. The Eagles have all the 
lives. So it's like, it feels like Jameis gives you the best shot to win. People thought they would be really good this year too. Yeah, they did. predicted to be a, a double-digit win team. And, you know, obviously with Andy Dalton playing as your starting quarterback, I you know, you're not going get, to get there. All right, easy now. I, like, Andy Dalton's <laughs> never been as bad as people make him out to be. I don't, in my experience, like, he was good five years ago. He's just a below-average NFL quarterback. Like, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just you're not going to – you're not going to get to the playoffs with a below average NFL quarterback. In this I day. think you could though, especially in that division, apparently. Yeah. That division's pretty shitty. <laughs> so. well, I think a good thing is with your, your, the Titans, you know, like when you don't have that above par quarterback and you get in a playoff game and you need that quarterback to go down and win the game, you, you can't do it. So yeah. I think that's the, that's the thing with the NFL. Sorry to, sorry to come right at you, but no, I agree. I agree. It's, it's true. I, I, I do. Uh, you can have a great team around somebody. Of course, there's been a couple of examples in the past, but I mean, like Matthew Stafford isn't necessarily the greatest quarterback, but he at least has some of the tangibles to Flacco. do some of those things. Yeah, Flacco. I mean, oh, at this point no. in his career, because Stafford's probably a Hall of Famer, but I mean, like at this point in his career, he's throwing picks every other drive. Like, <laughs> he looks bad this year. Yeah. He looks really bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, he, Well, their offensive line has been really brutal. So I, I don't know how uh, how he's. It's there. it's a weird year in the NFL where all the name brand teams kind of stink. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's fun though. I like it. it. Is fun. Anything. Uh, I mean, I'm happen. having a great time. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. I got a. You know that video of those. Uh, it's like Chinese karate people that just get hit in the nuts repeatedly, repetitively, and they just like kind of stand there and take it. That's that's what this weekend was for me with the World Series and uh. Even though Philadelphia Union lost a championship on the same day, so I mean, it, it was just a a good nut kicking, <laughs> uh, slap in the face, bring you back to earth. Yeah, absolutely You're undefeated. Billy's but I'm already team. seeing like Thanos memes of like sacrificing the Union and the Phillies for an Eagles championship <laughs> in order to get that stuff, <laughs> get the ring. <laughs> we'll see. It, it's painful. Go ahead. No, no, you please. Okay, it's the first podcast. I'm sure. No, 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 we'll, yeah, we'll figure we'll out work this stuff out. It is, it is a little bit painful watching AJ Brown do so well. And mm. uh, last night he felt the need to tweet about how Titans receivers weren't getting open, uh, which which <laughs> was very much true. But he didn't need to say it, and uh, it, it's uh, seems to be having a good year in Philadelphia. So he's the man. I'm so happy we got him. He does have a little bit of Twitter fingers, which I get worried with things go south in a couple of years. <laughs> well, as soon as his hamstring starts acting up and he misses four games yeah, a year. We had Deshaun Jackson. He, he would go two games and his hamstring <laughs> would explode. So I, I'm used to that. <laughs> I would I would argue right now, and I don't know that, that any people would really argue against it, that Howie Roseman is far and away the best GM in football. Dude, he keeps trade fucking everybody. Like, yeah. how he got rid of Wentz? How, like, the Colts? The, I, I don't understand who in the Colts organization thought I that think, was a good idea. I think that is. And then the he got moved again to the Redskins. I mean, I or the Commanders. Sorry, but like the fact that <laughs> Wentz got moved twice on like two of the worst. Well, I, you know. 
And I won't lie, I wanted Howie fired two years ago. Like yeah. that's what the fan base was because he missed on Justin Jefferson. He missed on DK Metcalf in the draft, took Jalen Rager and JJ Arceo Whiteside. And everybody's going, who? Because because they stink. <laughs> and you probably don't know them unless you're an avid NFL fan. Um and but that you guys are so right. He he is the best at trades in the NFL. Yeah, I think by far, and he's proven it. And then also, he finally just caught on to just draft SEC SEC players mostly. Yeah, Jordan. Uh, y'all took uh, the linebacker, um, the Kobe Dean, the Kobe Dean, and then Jordan Davis too. Just getting yeah. their whole defense. Yeah, Dean hasn't played too much, and Davis was a beast. He got hurt. He'll be out a couple of weeks, but he'll be back really? in time for a deeper run. But I mean, I feel like Davis could be like a fast Vince Wilford type of guy. Like just put him in the middle. But he runs like a four. He runs insanely fast. So. He, I, I don't. I'll be honest. At the end of the day, he could run a eight eighty. He just stands there in the middle, and they have to double team him, and they still can't move him. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Um, Let's talk how, about right here, guys. Let's yeah. do it. Um. I'll just say my two cents on Reich is that he was the offensive coordinator when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I thought he was a great coach, great offensive mind. Of course, everybody thought he'd fix Wentz when Wentz went to the Colts, and that was a total trash shoot. Um, so I'm kind of shocked it went this south. But how the season was going, where they just were like, yeah, Matt Ryan, we're going to not play enough snaps so that the trade, because I think they get like a draft pick back if he plays yeah, it's a conditional pick. or something. And they're like, yeah, we're just going to fold in. Jonathan Taylor's already kind of hurt. So let's just, let's just call it. And it, <laughs> it was kind of a weird ending. Yeah. I, I'm thrilled. Uh, that makes it easier for the Titans, but they're, they're only two games behind. Uh, and, and they've just kind of quit, which I don't really understand. Um, don't agree with it. I also think, right. I mean, I don't know how involved he was in the decision to bring in some of the quarterbacks the Colts have had. I, I'd imagine he was pretty involved with Wentz. I don't know if he was the one behind Phillip Rivers and then Matt Ryan. But uh, he hasn't had the most talent to work with. I mean, Rivers and Ryan were – like their arms were shot when he was working with them. We didn't have a quarterback that could really throw the ball down the field. So I was going to say, just for a little bit – I looked this up earlier just because I was curious in the five seasons that he had five different quarterbacks – Season one was Andrew Luck's last season. Andrew Luck goes to a Pro Bowl. They make the playoffs. I think they get to a sec the second round. And I think that this was right when Chris Ballard had that crazy draft run where they got Quentin Nelson, they got Darius Leonard, they got Pittman a little further down the road, but they were just hitting over and over again where with the Andrew Luck thing, it was like, we have we have so much talent and the right guy playing quarterback that we're like a year away. We got Reich. We got to the second round of the playoffs. Like, this is our year. Andrew Luck retires. So then it's Jacoby Brissett that whole year. And they almost make the playoffs. So they're like, great, we'll load up. We just need the right quarterback. That's when they go, up, go out and they get Phillip Rivers. They went to the playoffs. I think they lost in the first round. And, and we remember, like, I mean, you guys remember that season. Rivers was not very good. Like, he was better than Jacoby Brissett, but he wasn't very good. Um, and they kept going, just one little upgrade will we'll push us over. And the following year was the Carson Wentz year, which I think didn't actually go that bad. It's like it's kind of the Ben Simmons, ben Simmons ending in Philly. It's like you can say what you want. You can talk about the defensive player of the years, whatever. 
at the end of the day, he he went out sad, and that's not good. I, I thought that was a really bad way to end it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 pretty much as bad as it possibly could have been. And then you had this year with Matt Ryan, where you know Matt, the whole team isn't really playing well anymore. Everyone's hurt. This Chris Ballard hot hand of drafting has has kind of given up. Like it hasn't been good lately. And I just don't know who you go out and think is gonna be better for you than Frank Reich, especially when then you go and pick up Jeff Saturday. <laughs> I kind of like it if if they're truly just saying fuck it for the season, like might as well get somebody like that. Um, somebody mentioned it earlier, like building a culture. I feel like it'd be fun to play for them. <laughs> Although a high school team that he went three and seven with doesn't agree. <laughs> I saw a tweet that he was three and seven as his last year as a high school coach in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine going under 500 in high school and getting promoted to an NFL head coaching yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. I know it's interim. They're probably doing it in some aspects because they just don't like anybody in the organization for a head coaching job. So they're like, instead of making it like, we're, we're going to try somebody out to see if he takes the job. They're probably just like, we're really going to look elsewhere. But, uh, I don't know. It's just it's it's an it's an outrageous move, and an outrageous. <laughs> Where do you guys think they go from here? Do they start a rebuild or like they have to, right? Well, but the the pieces they have, like Quentin Nelson and Jonathan Taylor, and they they've got a really good defense. It's kind of you have do you just move all that or? I think what? the bill is just coming due too soon on all of it. So I don't know if you can move everything, and sometimes you know the NFL rebuilds are quick. Like you can turn it around in two years. This is this isn't the NBA where you need to like find your guy. You can just stay disciplined, yeah. take the long run, be like we, you know, we're not going to be competitive next year, so we'll stockpile, and you can get yourself to a pretty good place within two years. So it's not like you know having Darius Leonard play out his time on the team and be there for the rebuild and be there afterwards necessarily a a, a waste. But, yeah, I mean, I think you have to go the Panthers way, right? If you fire your coach by November, and I think you got to kind of – it's fire sale time and we're starting over. Yeah. All right. I want to hear your guys' thoughts, and then we'll wrap up the cult segment. I got one more segment before we're going to – Okay. We got until 8.50. I just got a notification on my Zoom thing, by the way. Yeah. Um, the count so Colts are three and five. Three, five, and one. Sorry, that ties ever in important. <laughs> Technically, they're in second in the in the AFC South right now. Crazy. Um, how many games do you think Jeff Saturday wins as an NFL coach? By <laughs> I love this. We have to pull up their schedule. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm Not, really thrilled that the Titans. Dome. We're uninformed. Off the dome. Uninformed. Okay. Uh, well, you they can look up the play schedule. the Jags again, and they play the Texans again. Oh. Um, I think they still get the interim head coach bump because I really don't think that has anything to do with scheme or anything beyond just like something new going on. Yeah. So I think they win at least, I think they win yeah. multiple games, but I don't know if I'd say much more than that. I'm going to be outrageous here. I'm going to say he's going to go 500, four and four. I love it. <laughs> That is I, and that's going off no. of nothing. He was an under 500 high school coach, but I think he's got it for the NFL. You're right. He's going to turn it around. So a Jeff Saturday coach with Sam Ellinger as his quarterback. <laughs> he's going to go four and four. So, I, that, 
a lot of the crazier things are you saying are you saying oh and eight i think skyler's got it what like two or three wins is what it sounds like yeah i'm saying i'm saying two and six yeah i i'd be closer to there for the sake of not copying skyler i'm gonna say i'll go three wins i'll go three three you could go two two, five and one (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's probably they'll they'll probably tie again that's a very (laughs) But you never two five one. All right, we'll revisit that at the end of the season. See how Jeff sounded. <laughs> uh, um, one last segment here before I let you guys go. I want to do a pick the line. I'm going to pick a random NFL game from next week. You guys can take um, either side of the spread. And since we talked a little bit of Justin Fields, we got a NFC North divisional matchup: Lions Bears. I don't mm-hmm. know if most most people will be tuning into this, but it seems like a fun line to pick. Right now, the Bears are favored minus two and a half. Where is it? In Chicago? Chicago. I don't see how you don't take the Bears, but... You take them to two and a half? Yeah, I think so. Just the way they've been playing. Although the the Lions beat the Packers, so... Bears. The Lions have been such a fun football team. Their secondary is absolute dog shit. But Justin Fields can't really throw too well. But I don't know. He's so hot. I feel like you have to bet on Justin Fields at this point. So I, I too, am going to go Bears minus two and a half. I'm going to go against you guys because I'm going to take the Lions plus two and a half. Not thinking that they're going to win. But I think this could be like a last second. <laughs> I could see that. Or, I could yeah, see that's like fair. That. Um, you always take the two and a half and lay the three and a half. <laughs> exactly and um the bears also want to lose it's not like they actually really want to i mean the players of course are going to play to win i'm not saying they're not but the organization's kind of looking at this game like yeah let's keep playing well and lose i think the interesting i think the like football though i i think that that it's tougher for something like that to permeate through an organization than it is in say basketball like i feel like those guys really because from the coaches to the staff to the players they know their jobs depend on winning, whether their team, whether the organization wants them to or not. So, and I don't know in 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 this scenario too. I feel like if you're Ryan Pace, if you're the Hallises, I, I would almost argue, you know, you know, fuck the picks next year. We have our guy. I want to see him look good. Give me something to be excited about next year. Like you're right, and and you know it is interdivisional. It's not like they want to lose those division games. No, um, probably definitely. Lions at home and like even with the the tanking Sixers I never thought the players themselves wanted to lose the games no no but they're not one of those guys really really tough position right but um but I don't know I think think there's a lot of Bears fans at this point in the season they're like loving what I see from fields but would really love a top five pick (laughs) (laughs) not that that has anything to do with how the game might come um all right, I don't know, guys. Do you have any last last minute topics here? Or, uh, I think we got two ready. minutes and thirteen seconds left. We call this one the two minute drill. <laughs> yeah. What do we do in the two minute drill? Um. All right. Let's do. Uh. Uh. Give me. Word association. I'm gonna give you each a each a team. You guys give me the first word that comes to your mind. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Jeep first. Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, George Pickens. 
that's two words and that's the person okay. want, like a description all right george pickens is it <laughs> all right skyler uh new york knicks perennially disappointing also two words <laughs> We're really talking about this. This is week one. This is week one. It was a point. Why am I only allowed to have one word? All right. All right. We'll do two words. All right. right. I have to give you one now. The city of Houston. That's not a team. Oh, it it has to be a team. I thought it was just a general, like, okay. Um, The Houston Roughnecks. XFL. Okay, I'm, I'm getting too cute. I'm getting too cute. What about the Richmond Spiders? Um, I'm going to say Sweet 16. Let's go. <laughs> Fire them up. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, this is a fun first episode. We hope it's fun for the listeners as well. We'll figure out how often we're going we're gonna to pump these out, but um, I feel hopeful. I feel hope at the end of this episode. 365 a year, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With rea- instant reaction shows after everything's played. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. See you guys. Chatting. See you guys. Later. Peace.